Hi, everybody. It's Ryan from Pi Records, and I'm here with Matt from Fern Jewels and Aquanauts. Aquanauts. I love that name. <laughs> that was a funny name. It just popped out. I was at work one day, and I'm thinking, I need a name for this project that I do. And it just came out. I'm like, it's the most ludicrous name I could come up with, but it's stuck, and I, I enjoy the name. It's really good. The, um, the Aquanauts. Uh, and the themes on your artwork and stuff like that really, uh, really come from the, it, it seems like a tonic age inspired. Would you say that? Yeah, absolutely. A comic age, did you say? Yeah. Uh, uh, like the atomic age. Uh, atomic age. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I, I grew up with bands like that. I don't know if you've heard of the Spotniks at all. Oh, yeah. They were... Yeah, yeah, the surf band out of Sweden. Like, they yeah. used to dress up in all that stuff and yeah. they looked like they were from the atomic age. And, um, so uh, while I wanted to keep a tradition of surf music, I wanted to break out of it as well. So there's a bit of that in there, absolutely. Yeah, so you're in Australia and you're, yeah. the, you're the first band uh, or musician uh, while well, I inter interviewed the Glycerines, but... Um, you're the you're the first surf musician that I've interviewed from Australia. So, can you tell me what it's awesome. like to be a surf musician in Australia? Well, um, it, it's it's lonely. <laughs> There's not that much of a surf scene, absolutely. And I'm in Melbourne, so we had the dubious honour of being the most locked down city in the world. So everything has been closed for. Two years, two full years. Oh, my um, gosh. So live music, there was no live music. It ended. You couldn't go and see live bands. Musicians were taking other jobs just to get by. So it's only just starting to open up now. Um, and, there, look, there has been a tradition of surf sound in Australia, and we, we started with the Atlantics back in the 60s. Yeah. Um, they, they were, I think they, they had one of the first surf hits in the world. With with Bombora, um, and right through we've got bands. I don't know if you've heard of Huda Gurus. Oh yeah, or this yeah, Sunny Boys. They all had surf sounds in them. So there's a, there there is a tradition of surf music in Australia. It's not massive, but it's there. You, now I know the culture, and actually, uh, professional surfers from all over the world travel to Australia to compete. Right, so there is, that, there is that culture there. Oh, huge surf culture, yeah. But you're speaking to the wrong man. I've never been on a board in my life. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but there is. There's a huge surf. I mean, all the cities in Australia really exist on, on the coast. And, and so no matter which big city you're in, whether it be Brisbane, Sydney or Melbourne, it's all surf and it's all coastal. So there is a big surf community for sure. While there may not be a big surf music community, Definitely surface. Now, you said you're in Melbourne, correct? Yes. Yep. So I'm just going to throw this out there as a little aside. Have you seen mm -hmm. Henry Rollins, who says he loves Melbourne so much? Henry Rollins? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, but I haven't seen him since the 90s. But, but you said yeah, he loves Melbourne. I, I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I'm going to see him tomorrow night. Ah, oh, seriously, I'm very jealous. Yeah. He's a cool guy. I, yeah, I love him. 
He yeah, loves. Right. I think Australia is his favorite country. Seriously? Yeah, I would. I I would vouch for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we calm him down a bit. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> our, our, our relaxed ways. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's talk about about your music. Um, yeah. It, it's totally surf, um, but you use a lot of. I'm going to say minor chords, kind of, kind of like the old, uh, the old R and B from the '60s, kind of, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of that. I, look, I don't think that's. I I wouldn't say R and B is a major influence on me, but there is that side of it where it's definitely, definitely, I use minor chords for sure. Um, but my the influences are fairly eclectic when it comes to my music. Um, go ahead, go ahead. Tell like, me what uh, I grew up. Well, I grew up with Adam and the Ants. Oh, <laughs> I, I love them. Yeah, I'm still to this day. I love Adam and the Ants. Um, I grew up with Devo, so there's. Yeah, I really like. I love the angular guitar sounds coming out of Devo, and especially yeah. those first first four Devo albums just blew my mind. Mongo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we, I used to play that. I used to play that when I was like sixteen in a band. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Devo, Adam the Ants. Uh, funnily enough, Queen were a, a big influence on me. I, lo- I really liked the melodic guitar sound of Brian yeah. May. Yeah. So that came. That come. That may come across in my music, and then a heavy dose of eighties metal. Like oh, I, I love. Like early '80s metal, so I, lo- I love Manowar. Manowar is just oh, I love oh, I remember them guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we got back Manowar. together. I think I don't know if they've actually ever stopped. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they just keep going. I don't know. They're animals. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Yeah, literally. If you see their album, yeah. they, they look like uh, they look like like Viking yeah, yeah. gods. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I find that hilarious. It's yeah. it's going back to. I, I was telling you about the Spotniks before yeah. and, and how they dress up, and I used to love that about Man of War. It used to inspire me as a kid. You know, like, I, I want to dress up and be a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> I I see some really great guitars back there. You want to you want to talk about those? Yeah, sure. I've got um, this one is. This is a 1967 Yamaha Flying Samurai. Wow. So I don't know if you see that. But, yeah. Uh, and the headstock on that is cool. It's like, an, oh, it's like a hockey stick or something. Yeah. And the other one over there, the other one is a DePinto, a DePinto Galaxy, which I believe, and this is how I bought it, I don't have any information about it other than this, belonged to the guys out of Lost Straight Jackets. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, so that's a that's a Depinto, but it's it's a, like a uh, what do you call it a, a prototype model. So oh. it's it's one of the early ones that was made for Lost Straight Jackets, and the bass player who was working with them ended up back in Melbourne, and I bought it off him. He, he got it from. It's it, from it's there. interesting to me that you had those two guitars back there because I I I'm not by any means a guitar virtuoso or expert, but I could definitely see the difference in your tone. Uh, okay. 
Yeah, well, I do. I, I, I mean, my main guitar would be uh, Fender Jazzmaster. Um, that's my main thing. And I always wanted one after I saw Dinosaur Jr. As soon as I saw yeah. him with one of those, I'm like, oh, I need one of those. Uh, so I've had that since I was a, a kid. Um, but, yeah, certainly the, these things create a tone that your run-of-the-mill Stratocasters won't won't create um, or, you know, your tellies. They're, they're a unique tone to themselves, and especially these two were designed for surf music. Um, the, the Yamaha was designed by a Japanese surf guy. I've forgotten his name. I can't remember what it was, but he designed it for Yamaha and DePinto straight for surf music. Great surf guitar. Awesome. Did you uh, did you get to meet Lost Street Jackets? To uh, no, I wish I did. <laughs> no, I wish I did. <laughs> I did not. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if they've ever been to Australia myself. Oh no. Um, but yeah, the fact that so you know who they are all the way all the way in Australia is it is a testament to their legacy. Well, absolutely, absolutely. But then the the internet. I mean, things like what you do. You know, you're introducing a world of surf music to people who might otherwise not find it, or or wow, who's this band? I need to check them out. You know, um, yeah. And that's happened a lot. So the world is has got a lot smaller with surf music yeah. for sure. Um, like, and Bandcamp is a big one for that as well. I yes. find the community, the, the community around Bandcamp, they were the support, and um, you know, some someone I put my album out on Bandcamp, and people bought it, and I was so surprised, and that was the first one. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, so yeah, the internet's made a big difference as far as the reach of surf music. Um, so yeah, so. So I do know of Lost Straight Jackets through the internet. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, expanding on your comment on Bandcamp, I think that's one way that that um, musicians can take the music back from the the old record record company ways. Because I've seen I've seen bands succeed very well on Bandcamp. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you can do it yourself now. Like you, yeah. you, ten years ago, that was not possible. And uh, twenty years in, you couldn't even think of it. You know, twenty years ago, um, but now you can do everything yourself. And uh, look, I, I don't know if that pisses off producers or you know pisses off the record companies or whatever it may be, because people are now producing their own music, putting it on Bandcamp, and people can access it and buy it. But it, I like it. It's like a real homegrown feel for me. It's yeah. like. Yeah, yeah the, so the, the DIY aspect is like it makes it uh, authentic when you hear it. It's like this is this one person's vision. There's no no outside influence. I agree, and that's what I love about it. And the, the bands that I've discovered through Bandcamp, I, I love. You know, um, I don't know if you've heard of a band called The Beyonderers. No, no. Um, you want to check them? The check them out, Ryan. The Beyonderers. They're, Where they yeah, they're from? out of Akron. Akron, Akron okay. Ohio. Yeah, so same place as Devo. So they must be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, they're really good. The Space Agency, uh, awesome. Yeah, they I like, them. Yeah, have you? I haven't seen that. I must I'll check that one out. They're, 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 they're love them. When I interviewed them, I had no idea how popular they were. They're, they're like yeah, a yeah, the big fun. deal. <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They they really inspired me early on before before I discovered Bandcamp and or anything. I bought one of their vinyls direct from Simon, um, and they became a big influence on what I do. Uh, I would consider them probably the main influence. So yeah, they their reach is big. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, so you have, you've been very busy with your music. You have put a lot of music out there on banking. I, I've checked it I out. I have a very... What's that? I, I was about to say, I have a very patient wife. <laughs> she, yeah, I, I, she I know what you mean. <laughs> but, she lets me go and create. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... It's very refreshing to see people just creating music for the for the sake of of their own art, you know, yeah. without without the, the yeah. pressure of having to meet a deadline or or what people are going to think. They're just making it for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Well, first first and foremost, I just create. I, I want to do sounds that I enjoy and that I would want to listen to. So that's 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 my main goal. And then I thought, well, hold on, I, I think I could probably share some of this stuff. So I put it out and then other people liked it. But so I sit down, I don't sit down deliberately to write a lot of music. I just sit down and whatever comes out, comes out. And then I work on that. You know? um, I think this current album has like 21 songs on it. Yeah, I saw and that, I, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to pare this down. I'll just put the whole lot out there and see what That's happens. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, so. I'm kind of old school where there are some things I can listen to in the car and there are some things mm-hmm. that I could just lay on the couch and put a really, really long album or CD on and just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just sit there and listen to it for, you know, 20 songs, like you say. Like, I could really get into, you know, deep listening like that. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I'll sit down and I'll I'll pour myself a little whiskey. I'll sit in my chair. I'll drop a needle on the vinyl, and I'm I'm in heaven for the next half an hour or whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I can just do it. Sometimes that's all. I, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that makes me happy. <laughs> I, I want to talk about one song in particular that really hit home with me on every level just because it has all the elements of guitar playing that i love so much and that's your song freedom day um, I, I thank you, thank you. I, I think on every level the 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 minute I, I would say the first minute of that song would be perfect in itself just that first minute because it hit every single for me, emotionally, for my love of music and being a guitar player, that I, I could see myself being in a band like that, that song. Oh, wow, Ryan. Thank you so much. That's, that's wow. That, that makes me very chuffed to hear that. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's, well, that song particularly is, it, it, that's how I work. So that song was just basically a chord change. A couple of chord changes, and then I build and build and build, and I, I have a tendency to throw the kitchen sink at everything. Yeah, I, I put too much in stuff, but and that that it almost has too much in there, but uh, I, I I I enjoy it. And so that's that that song is definitely it shows the creative process for me of how it works. 
so b- being a being a little bit um uh i'll use the word ignorant because i don't know what freedom day is why did you choose the name freedom day for the song um okay so the the album's called the mandate and i as i i, I we've been in lockdown in melbourne forever and a day we're just starting to come out now and they kept announcing this freedom day you're going to get out of your houses it's going to be freedom day um and it it came from that so there's a lot of this more than anything was my COVID lockdown album Mm -hmm. um probably why there that's probably why there is 21 songs on there but so a lot of it references just in the song titles what we were going through in Melbourne at the time from there's a song called the riot police. We had the riot police on the streets when people were protesting, um, you know, uh, freedom day, as I said, uh, what else have we got on there? There's a, a fair bit of them reference the, the COVID lockdown. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it was very good that a lot of, a lot of musicians, a lot of surf musicians, had the capability to go and do it themselves during lockdown because uh, while you may not be able to put out like a vinyl, uh, there Mm. was a lot of music still coming out because people were crunching out songs during lockdown. They had a lot of time time to uh, be creative. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Did you, like me, myself, when I did this podcast, I, I went through two months of, okay, what are we going to do now? Like, I'm not working. And then, and then so I said, well, I better do something. Otherwise, I'm going to go crazy. So I started doing this. So did, okay. you, did you jump on your on your creative streak right away? Did you say, well, now I have time to do this? Or did it kind of be, was it like that with you where you weren't sure what was going to happen? I, w- I was talking to you before we started the podcast about how just before the pandemic hit um, I had a bicycle accident and I broke my wrist yes so just as COVID hit I couldn't play any guitar whatsoever I was in a full cast Um, and so that made me go well okay I I was like you I'm going to go mad otherwise but what I can learn about is recording and I can still play a keyboard with one hand so I did a lot of writing that way and keyboard orientated stuff while learning how to record and, and mix as the best I could. Um, and then slowly this started to heal and I could tra- I could transpose these creations that I had into guitar pieces and songs and from there, absolutely, from there it was just this creative burst that came out of being locked down, absolutely. I, I have a question for you. When um, sure. I've never... I've never had a broken bone, but like, you know, I mean, my, my thing was arthritis where I couldn't play, but do you have to retrain your hand and wrist to do like get your motor skills back in order to play the guitar? Because you, you did a wonderful it, job on the album. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It probably wasn't motor skills so much as just being able to hold a bar chord or, or whatever chord it may be without pain. Yeah, uh, and, and that slowly, they gave me exercises to do with my fingers, so so I could get movement and keep it moving. And to be honest with you, I, I said to them, "Well, I'm a guitarist. Can I just do this and try and get it moving?" And they said, "Perfect. Just go and play guitar. That'll be your recuperation." Oh, and nice. so it's 
yeah, so it's slowly, slowly. It took about six months and it's still a bit weak, but it, I can do everything that I want to do anyway now. So, do you, um, do you find a, that, a bit, yeah. that it gets fatigued? It does. It does get fatigued. And I, I had to retrain really to kind of hold my guitar slightly different because I would bend that wrist and, uh, yeah. and I, I would get pain in there. So I, I've, I've reprogrammed a, a couple of things to, to get it. Uh, but it does get fatigued after a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's, let's go back in time and talk about your first band experience and what got you into playing music and guitar. Okay. Um, first band experience was my dad was a musician. So my father, he was in brass bands. He was a trumpet player, cornet player. Um, and he took me on some regional tours around country Victoria and watching him play live inspired me like oh, I, want, I could I want to do that I want to do that so dad bought me a guitar because I, I really wanted a guitar um but my first are you talking about my first band scene bands or my first band experience that I was in that you were in okay yeah so it was a bunch of high school guys that we got together we called ourselves rat shit <laughs> And we thought we were punk, <laughs> so we would do <laughs> punk versions of we would do punk versions of like Eagles songs and and weird things and local local um, bands. And we did school gigs, so we'd play in the in the uh, gym at school, or we'd play outside on the on the on the grass at school, um, things like that. So that was my first band experience. Um, and after school, it was just cover bands, being in cover bands. Okay. Um, what inspired you to go yeah, down the surf guitar route and put out surf music? Uh, well, I've always liked, I've been a, a reverb junkie, I think, since I was a kid. Um, I would be in, we would be doing metal songs and I'd be always the guitarist that had full saturate. Ah, there you go. <laughs> I, I was always the guitarist that had full reverb going on while we're doing metal and the other guys are going, yeah. what? Turn that off. Oh, no, I love it. <laughs> um, and but growing up, Dad loved the shadows. Uh, yeah, so I would. I was hearing shadows, and I was hearing melodic style instrumental music early. Um, and then it, that didn't really take. It was probably in the nineties when I, I. I think I can see it on your back wall, Pulp Fiction. I think, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I, I, I saw Pulp Fiction and I got the soundtrack for Pulp Fiction and I just, these sounds, there's a lot of surf sounds on that soundtrack. Yeah. Um, and that opened me up. From there, I was like, okay, I love this music. I'm going to start trying to play this music. And Virgil's had been around, has probably been around as a little side project for about 10 to 12 years, but never did anything with it until... COVID, but I, I would say that Pulp Fiction soundtrack was a big influence of turning me onto surf music. I, I hear so yeah. many people I, say that. And when I heard the Dick Dale song at the beginning, when I first saw the movie in the theaters, and you had yeah. the, the big the big speakers uh, and that blasting out, it really, really hits you hard. Uh, awesome, awesome. He came to Melbourne. I saw Dick Dale in Melbourne. I took my mum and dad to see him. Yeah, and he was phenomenal. And he was so cool. He was like... he 
he was just like, you know, how you would expect. He was loud. He was like energetic. He was aggressive on the guitar. And then he was just this quiet sweetheart when he came off stage and he, he was happy to hang out with you and sign anything you wanted, talk to you about whatever you wanted. It was really cool. So uh, okay, do you yeah, know I love Dick Dale. Do you remember who opened for him? No, I don't. No, it would have been someone like no, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. And that was touring off the back of the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. He, he got that new wave of exposure, and so he toured the yeah. world. Yeah, that was yeah. wonderful. He had this uh, he had this double CD that he put out right after that movie came out, and uh, I can't remember what the name of it was. Um, it had, a fire, it had fire on the cover, but it was so. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, and, so refreshing yeah, and, to hear him do new things. And to hear him, like, still just like balls out big sound. Like, he was just, yeah. He, he, you know, yeah. He, he was putting younger people to shame for the aggression on the guitar. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, so, what are you doing now? Now that lockdown is. Uh, uh, is kind of slowing down for you and you're 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 thinking about the next steps of what's going to happen when you can get out there are you thinking about putting a full band together and maybe I've been shows? Toying, yeah i've been toying with the idea of putting something around the songs that i have um so and i've got a i've got a lot of music friends who would be interested in doing it um so that may be the next step is to take a batch of songs get a group around them and do a show. They'll at least start to do something like that. Um, and we're literally we're literally just opening up now with, with live music. So um, there would be a, something that I would probably your songs are kind of complex. Do you do you think you would go with another with a second guitarist? I think I'd have to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because there's a, there's a, at the very least there's always two guitar parts going. Yeah, yeah. And as I said, I, I throw the kitchen sink at everything. Sometimes there's ten guitar parts going. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, that that I, I think that you would have to definitely have two guitars. I'd be happy to play rhythm guitar if someone wanted to play the lead. I don't mind swapping over. Um, and. You could do you could do a lot of the songs with just two guitars, I think. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Is there is there anything you're working on right now, music wise? I know that's a weird question to ask that you put uh, twenty songs out just recently, but I bet I bet just from talking to you that you have an, some more. Oh, and I've just I've just finished recording another one, which I'm thinking I'm going to put out as a single. I'm really happy with this last last one that I've done. Um, so no, it won't stop. That type of stuff doesn't stop to me. My my wife does yoga, right? And she goes and does her yoga. And I always say, this is my yoga. This is, yeah. yeah, I go in there and I shut off from the world. I can just get in my zone um, and, and just create. And it, it refreshes me. So no, that won't stop. I'll, as I said, I've just recorded a new song. Um, I think I'll just put it out as a single um, and keep recording. Awesome. Awesome. Is there anything you want to talk about or or ask or or that I haven't asked about that you wanted to talk about? Uh, let me think. Um, 
What, what, was, what were we talking about? Yeah, I'm not sure, Brian. Um, what about you? What about you? I, I, I believe you're a, you're into your metal and punk. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so. I'm in, I'm into surf music as well, but I come from. Uh, I'm learning so much about the new bands, but my uncles were in surf bands, so I was into the old, oh, okay. the the ventures and uh, the lively ones. And, yep. and like yep. things, things like that I was really because early on I played guitar at 13 so that's what I was hearing when I was first learning to play guitar um, but then when I when I first heard uh, that first Ramones album that was all over for me that was it that was... <laughs> yeah. I've been watching, and I've been watching your, your you, you playing guitar and especially as I said through this arthritis thing that you, you're doing with it you've got a killer right hand like you, you're fast with this right hand when you get going. I try. I try. And you know what? what? It's my love for rhythm and thrash metal that. I yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not as strong as it used to be. It's still strong. I look at it and go, I can't do that. <laughs> 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 I was when you remember when Eddie Van Halen used to do that tremolo picking and he would like shake his hand like that. Yeah. That yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. that has always been my goal to be able to do something like that, but I can't lift my I can't lift my wrist off the off the off the bridge. Like I rest my hand on my bridge a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah I'm probably the same. Maybe that's what it is because he would always float. He would float, yeah, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's I, interesting. I haven't thought about that before. Yeah, I watch his hands and I'm like, like he's just holding his wrist there, going like that, and I was like. I bet if I did that, like on my guitar without lifting my hand up, that would sound pretty cool, and it did. So, <laughs> yeah, I bet it would. Although uh, I, I suppose with a lot of your uh, thrash playing and stuff, it, it it still needs to be palm muted, doesn't it? To... Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's going to be hard. Yeah, so yeah. But 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 to me, thrash music was just surf music with with the, the gain up i mean the, the the strumming and the tremolo picking was was very similar yeah yeah well we're going back to dick dale you see how fast he's going yeah 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 you're right you're right absolutely um someone else was saying that that is metal i can't remember who it was is metal just surf with the with a distortion yeah. pedal yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> you, you kind of have to be open-minded about it because a lot of metalheads uh, don't look at it that way. But um, I think a lot of guitar players do. Yeah, probably so. And I don't think they acknowledge that there is so much melody in metal as well. It's just it's yeah. just pushed at you differently. It's it's very yeah. aggressive. You know, it, it it cannot sound melodic to some people, but once you're in that world, it's it's very melodic, and surf music yeah. is super melodic, you know, um, and especially with thrash guitar and and metal lead in general, it has to be melodic, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's those two worlds, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you so much, Matt. I I really enjoyed talking to you, and you too, right? One of the things that's hard for me to do is connect with people on the other side of the world just because of the time difference yeah and, yeah yeah and 
even finding well, it took us a couple of weeks to get it together. Yeah, it's uh, and I, I appreciate your patience with that. No, no, of course, but really when, enjoyed uh, it, right? It, it, the fact that you were in Australia really like, I was like, okay, I gotta talk to this guy to see what it's like over there playing surf music, and uh. Because and you talked to the wrong guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. But but your the wonderful thing about surf music is if you put it on, if you put on record player, you can't tell where in the world that's from. That's one thing about that surf is music. true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And there's so many surf bands and even the surf bands out of America that were were landlocked anyway. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It was a movement that went around the world, and you know, like, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if the Japanese were big surf surfers as such, but they just loved surf music. You know, it's like yeah. it, it transcends you know location and language. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank thank you so much, Matt. It was uh, it was wonderful to meet you, and and just um, a really a really good uh, element to my day. Uh, I was doing some work around the house and uh, I was like, you know, I was on, uh, on a hundred miles an hour. And then I put on, put on your record and I was just like, ah, oh, this is what I needed. You know, I just got the chill and, and uh, it was what I needed right at the right moment. So you're, you're doing your job. That's awesome, Ryan. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing that and listening. And thank you for having me on the show, by the way. Oh, it's excellent. My pleasure. You're doing the good work. Thank you, sir. You as well. And uh, uh, sometime you're going to have to send me some pics of your other guitars because I bet you got more. I've got too many. <laughs> <laughs> send me some pics I of I will. Yeah, I will. I will. I'll send you some. I've got about 22 guitars at the moment. So yeah. I'll send you and I'll send you songs for that show as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Freedom Day, definitely. Yeah, I'll definitely send you that for sure. There's a there's a, a band. I think if I played those two songs next next to each other, they would go perfectly. It's a, a band called the Babaloonies. Have you heard of them? No, oh, I'll write that down. The yeah, Awesome. Check uh, that out. I think it's B A B A Babaloonies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're great. They're going to be on the show, and they sent me this these songs. And like, like just the first song blew me away, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I, I it was it was awesome. So and that's and that's what your song did for me. And like those two songs together, I think would make a, like a powerful five minutes right there. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. That sounds yeah. Awesome. I'll send you the link when it's up. Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah, uh, maybe I can even send you the track over. It's really good. I, I would love to hear it. Absolutely, awesome. I'd really appreciate that. Yeah, awesome. Uh, you know what? Message me on Instagram your e- your email address, and I'll send it over to you. Done. That sounds like a plan, Ryan. Awesome. You have a, a great rest of your day. Uh, I wonder. I wonder. Think is it about? Is it the early morning or afternoon there? Uh it's about midday. Yeah, okay, just coming up to lunch. Oh well, have a great supper and. Uh, have a great night. I'm sure you're going to play guitar and chill with your wife. So I hope you have Absolutely. a great night. You too, Ryan. And I'll, I'll chat to you soon. All right. Have a great night. All right. Take care. Thanks again, Ryan.